1: Today, it's Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Presents the adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, accused by the FBI and military intelligence of sponsoring a new and secret aerial rocket that threatens world peace, explains his connection with the mysterious spaceship by revealing the strange story of how he came to Earth. To provide escape for the people of Krypton from what he knew was certain doom, my father, Jor-El, conceived the idea and design for a spaceship capable of interplanetary travel. Why didn't his people take advantage of that? Because they didn't believe him, Colonel Reed. The governing council mocked him and laughed when he pleaded with them to let him build a spaceship large enough to transport the entire population of Krypton to Earth. Oh, he left the council meeting in the Temple of Wisdom, determined to save at least three lives. Mine, my mother's, and his own. As for the others, all he could say was, May God have mercy on their souls. Now, before another minute passes, let's get the latest angle from a new quarter. Tonight, we're happy to have John Cuthbert, Eastern Representative of the National Safety Council, as our guest. Mr. Cuthbert, I understand you have some good news for Superman, who is here to meet you right now.
3: Yes, indeed I have, Mr. Paul. About a year ago, Superman, through the courtesy of Kellogg's Pep, contributed his services to the Green Cross for Safety, made a series of transcribed radio announcements on child safety. These announcements were so good that, to date, 441 radio stations have given free time to them. Undoubtedly, they've helped save many a life. And so, I'm happy to present the award of merit for exceptional service to safety to you, Superman. Right now, thousands of safety leaders throughout the nation are planning to tackle the accident problem again at our 35th National Safety Congress in Chicago next week. Thanks for a super job, Superman.
1: Thank you, Mr. Cuthbert. We're glad to have been of help to the National Safety Council in its fine work. And I hope the Council's 35th Congress will be a big success. I know our listeners will pass along the word to be careful crossing streets, to be careful getting on buses or trains... And always play safe. And now, the adventures of Superman. Answering a warrant for his arrest on charges of treason against national security, Superman learned from Colonel Reed of military intelligence that an attempt was being made to sell a foreign nation, a new and startling aerial rocket known as the Superman rocket. At first denying any connection with the rocket, the Man of Steel suddenly remembered something. Yes, Colonel Reed, you're right. I did have something to do with a Superman rocket. To explain the statement, Superman was forced to tell the story of how he came to Earth from the planet Krypton. Convinced that Krypton's destruction was imminent, Jor-El, my father, left the Temple of Sim and hurried to the terrace of our hilltop home and laboratory and set feverishly to work on the steel model of a small spaceship or aerial rocket which he planned to use in a test flight. Time was short, as he alone knew A matter of days, possibly only hours Driving home the last rivet He stepped back to examine the bullet-shaped rocket Only to discover Lara, my mother, standing behind him. Lara, I didn't you come out
4: You were too intent on your work What did the council say, jor
1: They laughed at me, Lara Marked me for a fool A fool? Yes No matter, the model is finished now Tomorrow at dawn, I'll send it on its way and watch its flight through the high-powered telescope on the observatory roof. Once I've proved to myself that it will work, I'll begin building one large enough to carry all three of us to the planet Earth.
4: jor you have often spoken of this planet you call Earth, but never have you described it to me. What is it like?
1: Well, it's a planet similar to our own in many respects, except that it is inhabited by a race of people much inferior to us.
4: Inferior? What do you mean, jor
1: Earthmen are weak, Lara. For instance... We cover a distance of many miles with one step. An Earthman's step is only three feet.
4: How queer. What else, joya
1: Well, Earthmen do not always live in harmony. They sometimes wage what is known as war.
4: War? I do not know the word.
1: No, and better that you never knew it. It is a wicked thing. When war is waged, Earthmen destroy one another.
4: How horrible. And is this the place you plan to take us?
1: There is no choice. Lara, of all the planets, only the Earth has an atmosphere similar to our own. It is the only other planet on which we can live. Lara, something wrong?
4: I don't know. I, I feel faint. It seems to have grown oppressively hot. Is that because we're being drawn closer to the sun, jor Yes.
3: Huh. There's a strange glow in the western sky. I don't like it. Where is Kyle?
4: Asleep. I had quite a time with him. He was restless all afternoon. Jor-El what was that?
1: An internal quake. A bad one.
4: Jor-El, the house is shaking. Let
1: me pass over. You'd, uh, you'd better go in.
4: No, my place is with you. Jarrell, look. The sky. It's dark. Jor-
3: Lara, listen to me. This is the end. Krypton is breaking apart.
4: What can we do, Jarrell? Nothing.
1: I was a fool to wait this long.
4: It wasn't your fault, Jarrell. The township. You council- should
1: have built a spaceship large enough for all of us months ago. Now we've only a small model But wait It can carry one of us to safety You, Lara
4: No well, If only one of us can save us you be our son I'll get him No, Lara Lara, come back
1: Perhaps she's right It should be the boy Now if I can only get this atomic generator working Build up enough pressure There No, Harry, you to I'll open the door Now Put it aside Gently.
4: Joriel, are you sure this is the end? Honey, Lara. He's injured.
1: Good. Now stand back, Lara. The pressure's building up. How long will it take? I don't know.
4: Look, the Temple of Wisdom is on fire. The towers are crumbling.
1: Come close to me, Lara.
3: The end is not far off. The mountains are breaking apart.
5: Joriel, What's happening?
3: we up slowly. We, we may be
6: too late. If it doesn't happen soon. it's gone. Our son. Our son is
1: on his way to Earth. Help! Help! So, Colonel Reed, the tiny rocket shot through space. Heading toward Earth, leaving the glowing fragments of the exploded planet Krypton behind it. It's an amazing story, Superman. Simply amazing. Uh, Did the rocket reach the Earth? (laughs) If it hadn't, I wouldn't be here. Oh, Oh, of course. How stupid of me. Landed in an Iowa cornfield. Struck the ground, it burst into flames. The infant inside the rocket was rescued by a farmer and his wife. That infant, of course, was you. That's right. I was raised by that farmer and his wife, whose name, of course, I cannot tell you they both since passed on. But somewhere on their farm, I seem to remember having seen the charred and twisted shell of the rocket that brought me to Earth. The Superman rocket. Is that the rocket you referred to when you said you did have something to do with a rocket? Yes. Certainly if it transported me millions of miles through space, the design of it should be of value. Oh, there's no question about that. Only I'm afraid we're too late. Why? That letter I made the letter to a foreign agent offering the rocket for sale... Yes? ...it stated definitely that the rocket was based on the design of one originally owned by Superman. Evidently, someone else knew about the original rocket. But I don't see how that's possible. The people who brought me up never breathed a word of my origin. However, there's one good way to find out. Hmm. What's that? I'll go back to the farm and search it. I'll go with you. No, no, you better let me handle this alone. It's almost noon. I'll be back here before dark. Well, that's impossible. You said the farm's in Iowa. Why, even by plane... you forgetting something, Colonel. Mm, what? What? I'm Superman, remember? Of course. There I go again. However, there is one difficulty. What's that? Well, uh, I'm still under arrest. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll have the warrant canceled. It never should have been issued in the first place. Thank you. Well, the sooner I get going, the better. I'll walk you to the elevator. I prefer the window, if you don't mind. You... You mean you're going Just watch. I'll either be back with a model of that rocket colonel or information as to what happened to it. So long. So long, Superman. And good luck. Thanks.
5: Ah! And away!
1: Leaping out the open window, the man of steel wings high above the city of Washington and red cape streaming in the wind. head west for the rolling farmland of Iowa, unaware that many days will pass before he returns with anything, let alone the Superman rocket. In fact, there is danger ahead not only for himself, but for everyone connected with him. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Superman, now in the guise of Clark Kent, a wild-mannered and respectable young man, is approaching a dilapidated, weather-beaten farmhouse set back some distance from the road in the Iowa corn country. A few dirty, straggly chickens are pecking in the yard, and a thin, unhappy-looking cow, fly-riven and mangy, is tethered to a rope too short to reach a patch of green clover, and as a result is mooing pitifully. As Kent enters the yard, the front door of the farmhouse opens and a man steps out. He's carrying a shotgun. Raising it, he levels it at Kent.
7: Get off this property before I fill you full of buckshot. Now, oh, just a minute, mister. All I want is... I that. know what you want. You ain't gonna get it, so get moving. Oh, you got me wrong. I used to live... You heard it. what I said. Get moving, get moving fast. Now, Three is the most I feel I counting today. When I get on counting today, all that day, I'll blow your head off.
1: Please, listen to me. One. I used to live on this farm. Two, my name is Kent. Three. Raising the shotgun, the farmer sights along the double barrels. His finger curling around one of the figures. What will happen? It's anybody's guess, but take my word for it. Let it- Happens in tomorrow's tense and exciting episode of The Lost Rocket. So don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: Behold my glasses. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, huh? It's the Loop great subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loop on surprises and you to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! through the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! to Crate box. What's with kids today, huh?
1: Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Presents the adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, revisits the Iowa farm where he was raised, only to be met by a man with a shotgun.
7: Get off this property, or i fill you full of lead. But all I want is just... I a... know what you want, you ain't gonna get it. I'm gonna
1: count three. You ain't out of that gate time I'm done. I'm gonna blow your head off. Oh, wait. Just a minute. One. I'm to live on this farm. Two. My name is Clark Kent. Three. Now, before another minute passes, let's get the latest angle from the new quarter. How many of you climbed mountains while you were at camp this summer? Really swell fun, wasn't it? Well, here's how everybody can have a mountain of fun right at the breakfast table with Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Just try this tomorrow morning. Get a bowl, and right in the middle of it, pour out a big heap of pep. Then surround it with an ocean of good milk or cream. And give your pep mountain a snow cap of sugar. Now take your spoon and start excavating. Yes, sir. It's a mountain of good eating. Those sunny flakes of good whole wheat have a flavor that keeps you coming back for more and more. Not only that, but pep helps give you energy, too. Energy that helps you shine at school. Energy that helps you in games. So start every morning with Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now pay special attention to this. Tomorrow's the big day. The day you've got a big announcement coming from the Kellogg Company. It's a red-hot offer you won't want to miss under any circumstances. A special something for you connected directly with Superman's adventures. So listen tomorrow for further news. (coughs) The Adventures of Superman! Informed by military intelligence and the FBI that an attempt was being made to sell a new and startling aerial rocket to a foreign power, a rocket allegedly based on the design of one owned by Superman, the Man of Steel recalled that he had come to Earth from the planet Krypton in a rocket. Could it be that someone had found its twisted, charred remains after all these years? Hurtling across the country, Superman located the Iowa farm where he had been raised, and, disguised as Clark Kent, mild mannered and to be spectacled, stepped through the broken down gate and walked across the yard toward the now dilapidated farmhouse. Suddenly, the front door of the house was flung open, and a man with a loaded shotgun stepped out and ordered Kent off the property, threatening to shoot at the count of three. My name is Clark Kent. What's that you said? I'm Clark Kent. I used to live on
7: this farm. My, my my father owned it at one time. Step a mite closer. Mind you, no shenanigans. All right. Hey, that's fair enough. Now, let me get a good look at you. Yeah, sure. You ain't even tense, boy. Well, I, I left the farm 15 years ago. People change, you know. Look here, you, young fella. you aim aiming to trick me. It ain't going to work. I'm smart as the next fella and twice as ornery. I bought this here farm fair and square, and I'm aiming to live on it peaceful. Well, there's no reason why you shouldn't, Mr., uh... Luke Terry. It means innocent to you. Luke Terry. Now, the name sounds familiar. Hey, that play acting ain't fooled me one bit. I got the shotgun cocked and my finger on the trigger. I'm not play acting, and I'm not
1: trying to trick you.
7: I can prove I'm Clark Kent if you give me a chance. Oh, hey, if you don't mind, you would stay right where you're Don't inch up no closer. How are you gonna prove it? Well, I- I'll describe the inside of the house. <laughs> There are three rooms on the
1: ground floor and three on the upper floor. That don't prove nothing The house in the county, differently. Oh, just a minute. Wait a minute. There's an iron sink in the kitchen with a crack on the right side. The handle of the water pump is welded. And two of the stove lids are chipped around the edges. The wood box is to the left of the stove. And unless you've changed it or it's faded out, there was some lettering on that box. I, I believe it was Union Thread Company, Salem, Massachusetts. There, is that enough?
7: What's in the basement?
1: There isn't any basement. There's a root cellar under the kitchen. I used to keep a pickle barrel down there, and there were shelves for canned goods.
7: I reckon you're even's boy, all right. What you want? Well,
1: nothing very much, really. Just an old piece of twisted metal junk I left here years ago. Uh-huh. A piece of junk that isn't worth anything to anyone but me.
7: That's what you think.
1: What do you mean? Seems like other folks
7: got different ideas. What are you driving at, Mr. Terry? Do you know the piece of junk I'm talking about? Reckon I do.
6: Where is it? Sold it. You
7: sold it? Yeah, about seven months ago. Two dollars gave me $25 for it. Rove up one of them fancy station wagons. What do it. they look like? Oh, let's see now. As I can recollect, one of them was the big fella with a red beard. And the other one? I don't picture him none too clear. Seems like though he's kind of short and darkish. Yes, go on. Uh, Did they what? say anything? Well, wasn't paying much attention.
1: Think back, Mr. Terry.
7: I see. I come think of it, the fellow with the red beard said something had me a Mike puzzled. What was it? Well, when him, tell a fellow, was loading the junk into the station wagon, I heard him say, I, I told you that Bible was on the level. Bible? What Bible? Don't okay, ask me.
1: Bible? Bible? Wait a minute, I know. Even Kent kept a record of everything important that happened. He wrote it down in the back of the family Bible. Huh? You must have recorded Mike coming to Earth
7: in the rocket. What happened to Eben Kent's Bible? How in would I know? Well, you bought the farm it was somewhere in the house. All I did in was the land. The buildings and the farming equipment, all the personal household stuff went at auction. Well, who bought it?
6: Don't ask me, ask the auctioneer. Oh, who was the auctioneer?
7: Sam Wilkins, over at Centerville.
6: Thank you, Mr. Terry. <laughs>
1: I've
7: got to trace my foster father's old Bible, Mr. Wilkins. And Luke Terry says you might know who bought it at the auction. Well, now, now, let's see. Sure would have a list right here in this drawer. Came across it just the other day, cleaning out some stuff. Yeah, yeah and here it is. Can't them more. Oh, good. Now, let's see. Ah, yeah. lot number 24, Sorted Books. That's it? Who bought them? Lot number 24, Sorted Books, $9, Mary Tompkins. You remember, Miss Tompkins, folks called her Aunt Mary? Yes, of course, but... I don't think she bought the Bible. According to this list, she got all the books. Suppose and I ring her up and ask her, she'd remember likely. i Number, she... please. Uh, 612, operator. Thank you. it's been a long time since I've seen you, Clark. you changed some. Grow a little. <laughs> well, it's been all of 15 years. Only these
5: Hello?
7: Oh, Miss Tompkins? Yes? This is Sam Wilkins calling. Oh, yeah. Well, how... Oh, yes, Sam. Just fine, Miss Tompkins. Just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm
4: very middling, Sam. Keeping
7: body and soul together somehow. I'm oh, glad to hear Now, uh, Tell me, Miss Tompkins, you recall back a ways buying up a lot of books at the Kent auction?
4: Uh, oh, yes, yeah. yes, Sam. I do. Uh, some years
7: ago, though. Yes, pause And, Miss Tompkins, you recall uh, Eben Kent's family Bible in that lot?
4: Yes, I do, Sam.
7: 2-8 He calls Clark Good Yes Well, uh, I, I'll tell you, Miss Tompkins Clark Kent is down here now
4: Clark Kent? Land takes a lot. How is he?
7: He's fine, just fine i tell you, Miss Tompkins I'll drive Clark over to your place to get it
4: Fine, Sam I'll be glad to see him
1: Followed by Sam Wilkins Clark Kent leaves the auctioneer's office Puzzled and a little uncertain And almost at the same moment, a strange scene is taking place at Mrs. Tompkins' home on the outskirts of Centerville. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Our scene is Mary Tompkins' home on the outskirts of the village. Mary Tompkins, a sweet, elderly, gray-haired lady, has been up in the attic looking through a small, old-fashioned trunk. We join her now as she hurries down to the porch where Ralph Tompkins, her nephew, is slouched in a chair, a cigarette dangling from his loose lips.
4: Ralph? Ralph, was it you who got into my trunk?
2: Oh me? What are you talking about?
4: You know right well what I'm talking about. The lock of that trunk was picked open.
2: Eh, uh, you're always blaming me for something.
4: Well, I've got good reason to. Gambling and stealing and drinking. If you wasn't my own poor dead brother's son, I'd have turned you out long since.
2: All right, all right. Suppose I did look in the trunk. Nothing there but some old books. So
4: happens they was books that I aimed to keep. One of them was a Bible bound up with silver. Old Eben Kemp's Bible. What did you do with it?
2: I didn't do anything with it.
4: That's a lie, Ralph Tompkins. I can tell by your face. What
2: would I do with an old Bible? You'd
4: sell it if you could. Now you better tell me what you've done with it. Clark Kent's on his way over here now. Clark to get Kent's it, Kent. coming here. Yeah, he's on his way with Sam Wilkins. So you better tell me what you've done with that Bible, else you'll be in a heap of trouble. You'll likely go to jail. You will. Yeah. Uh, where are you going? Uh,
2: just remember, I got something to do. Ralph Tompkins,
4: you come back
2: here.
5: Get out of that car, Ralph. You hear me? Ralph, I've got to know about that Bible. Where are you going? Don't know, but I might be going for a big Ralph.
1: Frantically, Mary Tompkins calls after her nephew, but the car he is driving swings around a corner at breakneck speed and disappears into the gathering dusk. And with it, apparently, goes the secret of Eben Kent's Bible. The Bible is Clark Kent's only possible clue to the identity of the red bearded man who bought the wreckage of his interplanetary rocket. How can he possibly trace it now? Fellows and girls, excitement piles on excitement in tomorrow's episode as Superman takes to the air to follow the trail. Don't miss it. Join in, same time, same station, and listen to chapter five of The Secret Rocket on the Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. <laughs> For excitement, the adventures of Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark learns from a sweet-faced little old farm lady, Aunt Mary Tompkins, that his foster father's Bible, the only possible clue to the whereabouts of the red-bearded man who has the Superman rocket, has been stolen.
4: All these years, I kept that Bible locked in an old trunk in the attic, knowing full well, Clark, that someday he'd be back and wanting it, and, and now it's gone. But, Aunt
1: Mary, just a few minutes ago, you told Sam Wilkins over the phone that you had it.
4: I thought I did, but when I went to look, the trunk was broke open and the Bible gone. You mean... You someone stole it? Yes, and I know who it was. Who? My nephew, Ralph. Ralph? Yeah, my brother Fred's boy. Oh. Ain't the first time he stole from me, either.
6: Well, what did he do with it?
4: Well, he sold it like it was bound in silver, if you recollect. It would fetch a dollar or two.
1: But where did he sell it? To whom?
4: He wouldn't say. Now, likely, we ain't never going to know. Why not? Because when I told him you was coming over for the Bible, he got scared. And he lit out in his car. And if I know him, he ain't never coming back to Centerville. <laughs>
1: Now, before another minute passes, let's get the latest angle from a new quarter. And here's the big news you've all been waiting for. The makers of Kellogg's Pet, the super cereal, have a terrific surprise for you. I'll say it's terrific. You've been hearing about the astounding Superman rocket, capable of dead accurate flights anywhere through space. The country with the secret of this rocket can rule the world. Yes, sir. Everybody's talking rockets. That's why this offer is so sensational. And here it is. Now you can get a terrific hand-sized rocket model, the J-Rocket. A Gyrocket you can launch right from your own hand to zoom into the sky, up over the treetop. Just listen to what you get you get a metal launching rod, you get a wooden rocket launcher, and you get the Gyrocket itself, with a brilliant colored wood body almost half a foot long, shaped like a sleek, streamlined bomb. At the power end is a steel propeller designed to give your Gyrocket rotational thrust. Right, you'll get a terrific thrill every time you launch your Gyrocket. Just flick your arm and watch the Gyrocket streak into the sky. Don't miss getting this exciting. Jai Rocket now, right away. Here's all you do. Just send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't delay. I'll repeat that. Send a dime and a nickel and a box top from Kellogg's Pep, together with your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. Now, the adventures of Superman! Learning that a new secret weapon known as the Superman rocket and said to be capable of interplanetary flight at supersonic speed was being offered for sale to a foreign government... Superman recalled that he himself, as an infant, had come to Earth from the planet Krypton in just such a rocket. Streaking to the Iowa farm where he had been reared as Clark Kent, and where the twisted wreckage of the rocket had lain rusting and forgotten for years, he discovered to his dismay that it had been sold to two unknown men for $25. One of the men, a man with a red beard, had mentioned a Bible, and Kent remembered that his late foster father had recorded important family events in the back of his Bible, Obviously, the Bible, which contained the story of his arrival on Earth, had fallen into unscrupulous hands. Step by step, Kent traced the Bible to an old family friend, Aunt Mary Tompkins. But when he arrived at Aunt Mary's home, he was told the Bible had been stolen by her nephew.
4: Oh, I feel just terrible about this, Clark. But there ain't nothing I can do or say. I know I've been harboring a thief in the house all these years, but... Ralph Tompkins was my own kith and kin My poor brother Fred's boy And I, well, I didn't have the heart to turn it out. Oh, well, don't cry, oh. Aunt
1: Mary I I understand <laughs> nothing,
4: nothing but shame, shame, shame Ever since he got out of knee bridges
1: uh, Tell me, Aunt Mary, you, you said Ralph drove off in a car
4: Yes, yeah, about 15 minutes ago When I told him he was coming for the Bible
1: Well, what kind of a car was it?
4: Well, it was one of them open cars He'd had it painted bright yellow. He didn't come by it honest, I can tell you.
6: Yellow convertible. Which way did he go? Well,
4: he swung left on the highway. Uh-huh. Oh, he's sly and tricky, and the truth ain't in him. Well, if
6: I find him, I'll know how to handle him. I'd, I'd better get
1: along, I guess. Thanks for everything, Aunt Mary.
4: the oh, Clark, you ain't going to hold this against me. Of
1: oh, course not. You did all you could. Well, good night, Aunt Mary.
4: Good night, Clark, and and God bless you.
1: Well, he's got twenty minutes start on me, but if he sticks to the highway, I shouldn't have any trouble finding a bright yellow convertible. There, it's dark enough out here, so I won't be seen. Out of these clothes. This is a job. For Superman. There we are. All set. Now. Up! Up! And away! <laughs> Cape streaming, Superman leaps up into the darkness like a comet. High in the heavens, he hovers in curious flight. His keen eyes searching the winding network of roads and highways far below. Now to get a bird's eye view from up here. Uh, Quite a few cars on the main highway, but no sign of a yellow convertible. Let's see, 20 minutes, maybe 25. Driving fast, he could be 20 or 30 miles away. And there's only one thing to do. Search every road within 100 miles until I pick up his car. Away! Meanwhile, on an east-west highway some 40 miles from Centerville, state troopers Bill Sweets and Dan Taylor have just left their barracks and are stepping into their patrol car as a yellow convertible top down, roars past them at high speed. Its only occupant bareheaded driver. Quickly, Trooper Taylor, at the wheel of the patrol car, in into gear and sets out in pursuit. That guy's in an awful hurry, Danny. Too much of a hurry. Wait till I get rolling, Bill, and get him the siren. Right. These speedbugs, they're hopped up jalopies, cutting papers on public highway, They'll have their heads examined. Most of their heads would show up blank on an x-ray plate. Okay, let's have that siren. And a little punk, he's stepping it up faster. He'll slow down when he hits that corkscrew turn on the cliff road. He'll be there in a minute unless he slows up. I know. He'll never be able to stay on the road. It's 500 feet down to the gully at the bottom of the cliff. Give him the siren again. Okay, but I don't think it'll do any good. What did I tell you? He's still doing 70.
2: He'll slow down when he sees the signs for the corkscrew. Better. Keep the siren going, Bill. With
1: that siren wide open, the state troopers race after the speeding yellow convertible as it nears the dreaded corkscrew turn at the peak of the cliff. <laughs> Meanwhile, having searched vainly over the main road for Ralph Tompkins' car, Superman has swooped to the junction of two highways. High in the night sky pauses for another bird's eye view of the terrain below. There's no sign of the yellow convertible. I've got to find it, though. Let's see, intersecting highways down there. Well, I'll check the north-south one first and come back. Wait. What's that? Sounds like a police siren. To the east. Uh, I can see two cars on a winding cliff road. Far away to make them out. But that siren, maybe i better investigate. Away! He's going into the turn, Dan. He'll never make it. Looks bad. Blow up, you crazy fool. He's the road. He's smashing through the guardrail. <laughs> Bringing their patrol car to a skidding, screaming stop on the winding cliff road, the two state troopers see the yellow convertible careen out of a sharp turn and smash through the guardrail. Then, plunge off into dark space and hurtle down toward the gully 500 feet below. Is Ralph Tompkins in that deathbound car? If he is, the secret of the Bible will die with him. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! As Ralph Tompkins' yellow convertible plunged off the road and dropped toward the gully 500 feet below, Superman, drawn by the patrol car siren, has been speaking through the sky toward the scene. As we continue now, the man of steel is a mile high in the air as he sees the yellow convertible spinning end over and through space, and a man's body thrown clear of the car, pulling after it.
5: Great shot! Down! Down!
1: Like a giant bird of prey, Superman snatches the falling body in midair, a scant yard above the jagged rocks at the bottom of the gully. Then, cradling the body in his arms, he is about to speak up again when he realizes that Ralph Tompkins has been seriously injured. The boy's face is bloodless and chalk white, and his mouth is twisted in pain. Dropping to the floor of the gully, Superman lays him gently on the ground. Bending over him, it becomes obvious that the end is not far off. Ralph Tompkins' neck has been broken But he is still conscious His eyes staring up into the sky His lips moving soundlessly Superman leans closer Ralph Ralph, can you hear me?
2: Yes Yes, I can hear you
1: You've been seriously hurt, Ralph I don't dare move you
2: I know I'm dying It's all over
1: Maybe not I'm going to try to get a doctor and bring him here.
2: No, no, please. It won't help. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I had it coming Oh, my life. Nothing but bad,
1: bad, bad. Ralph. Ralph, tell me about the Bible. <sighs> Even Kent's Bible. What do you do with it?
2: No good. Just no good. All my life.
1: Ralph, you must tell me about the Bible. Did you sell it?
2: Always trouble. Always doing wrong. Ralph, listen to me. Never good for anything. Ralph. I know. I know I deserve it. I'm not complaining at coming the to The Bible, it. Ralph,
1: it's important. What did you do with it? To whom did you sell it? Ralph. Ralph. You've got to tell me. Slowly, the dying boy's eyes close as though in great weariness. With each labored breath he draws, Superman can see the last possible clue to the whereabouts of the precious Bible. The last link with the mysterious red-bearded man who has the Superman rocket fading into eternity. Faith has stepped in and raised a wall even Superman cannot penetrate. The wall of death. This is where the trail of the secret rocket ends, unless a miracle happens. Be sure to listen Monday, same time, same station, when a miracle does happen. Tune in for Chapter 6 of The Secret Rocket on the adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Series.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. It'll able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman! Today, Superman on the trail of a family Bible finds himself helpless as he faces the one force against which he has no power, the Angel of Death.
2: Oh, Oh, I'm finished, but it's all right. I...
1: I'm coming for me. Ralph, listen to me. Mm. The Bible... Even Kent's Bible. Oh, to whom did you sell it?
2: Mary always said I'd come to a bad end. I guess. I guess this is what she meant. The Bible, Ralph. Where is it? He was never any good. Lied. Oh, cheated. I wouldn't listen to him. I wanted the easy way, but it didn't work out. I see now doing wrong never works. So Ralph Like tonight. Running away from those those troopers, and then then ending up like this. It's the hard way, and you can tell everybody I said so. Oh,
1: Ralph, you shouldn't be talking. Okay,
2: I'm through. Say goodbye, to Aunt Mary. For me, just say goodbye. <laughs>
1: Now, before another minute passes, let's get the latest angle from the new quarter. Say, how about taking a rocket ride? Are you game? Okay. Hang on tight. Here we go. They're blasting through the atmosphere at nearly 3,000 miles an hour. Look back. The Earth is fading away behind. And everything's dead quiet. You can't hear a single thing. Because don't forget, you're going three times as fast as your own sound. That's what it'd be like to ride the famous B-2 rocket. And now, you can get a terrific hand-sized rocket model. The Gyrocket. A sleek, brilliant-colored Gyrocket. Almost... Half a foot long, a gyrocket you can launch into the sky, up over the treetops. Yes, sir, Kellogg's Pet, the super cereal, offers you a gyrocket. Listen, you get a metal launching rod. You get a wooden rocket launcher. You get the gyrocket itself, long, slim, and streamlined, shaped of gleaming wood with a steel propeller that's loaded with power. You launch it right from your hand. A flick of your arm and off the street. Now don't miss out on this swell gyrocket. Send for it today, right now. And here's all you do. Send... in a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman, box 124, New York 8, New York. Here's that address again. Send a box top from Kellogg's Pep together with $0.15, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. (laughs) Now, the adventures of Superman. For more than 30 years, the burned and twisted wreckage of the aerial rocket in which Superman came to Earth from the planet Krypton lay forgotten on the farm where he had been reared as Clark Kent. Then American military intelligence learned that someone had perfected a rocket based on the one Superman had used. Immediately, the Man of Steel went into action. Back on the farm, he learned that the new owner had sold the twisted wreckage to a man with a red beard for $25. He learned also that Redbeard had become aware of the existence of the damaged rocket through a notation in the Bible of his late foster father, Eben Kent. Attempting to trace Red Beard through the Bible, Superman discovered it had been stolen and sold by a ne'er-do-well named Ralph Tompkins who had fled town in a fast car. Giving chase, he caught young Tompkins in midair when the careening car went over a cliff. But it was too late. The boy had been mortally injured and was dying. Now, in the darkness of a deep gully below the edge of the cliff, Superman kneels beside the boy as life slowly ebbs from his broken body.
2: Say goodbye to Aunt Mary for me. Just say goodbye and tell
1: sorry for everything. Yes, I'll tell her. But what about the Bible, Ralph? To whom did you sell it? I... So Ralph, you've got to tell me The lives of millions of people may depend on it Mm. Now this is your chance to do something good Mm. Something really good
2: I never do anyone any
1: good Never This is your chance Can you hear me, Ralph?
2: Yes, yes, I hear
1: you Listen carefully That Bible is the only method we have of tracing Mm. some people who own an aerial rocket Mm. A rocket capable of being used as a dangerous weapon Powerful enough to destroy whole cities You understand? Yes. Well, we've got to get to those people, Ralph. We've got to get to them before they can sell their rocket to a foreign power, or else this country and every living thing in it may be wiped out. Why? Why are you telling me this? The Bible. Even Kent's Bible. Remember you took it from your Aunt Mary's trunk? Yes. You sold it, didn't you? Yes. Where did you sell it? And to whom? Uh, Ralph, where did you sell the Bible? Metropolis. To whom? To whom, Ralph.
2: Bookstore Second hand.
1: Do you remember the address?
2: Yes. What is it? Eighth and and Yes, eighth and where? Well not Goodbye. Going now. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye, Ralph. Lifting the now limp and lifeless body of the boy in his arms, Superman carries up to the road, where two state troopers are waiting. Then, like a red and blue arrow, he rockets upward and disappears into the night sky. An hour later, once again, in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered newspaper reporter, enters a second-hand bookstore on the corner of 8th and Walnut in the city of Metropolis. The neatly lettered sign on the door reads, William Davis, rare books, fine editions, bought and sold. As he enters the store, crowded ceiling high with books, a gray-haired man steps forward to meet him. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Can I help you? I hope so. My name is Clark Kent. I'm a reporter for the Daily Planet. Are you Mr. Davis? Uh, yes. Oh, good. Well, I, uh,
6: I'm i not here in my reportorial capacity tonight, Mr. Davis. Oh. I, I have a little personal matter I think you can help me with. I'm looking for a Bible. Well, that should be no problem. We have quite a few fine Bibles in stock. Well, I'm looking for a particular Bible, one you purchased the young man some months ago. Well, I buy a great many books, Mr. Kent. Bibles among them, uh, it might be difficult to identify any given one. Perhaps if I describe it, you may recall the incident. Well, perhaps. Well, it, it was
1: bound in, in heavy black leather, calf, I believe, with some, some silver
6: filigree work on both covers. Oh. As I recall, it was in England and was quite old oh I remember the Bible well Mr. Kent you do? an early stone lay printing Geneva edition dated 1632 that's right do you have it here Mr. Uh, why uh, no sir no I sold it almost immediately it was a fine edition yes well may I ask to whom you sold it Uh, to uh, a collector sir you remember his name? I'm sorry, but I never reveal the names of my collector clients. What? I think you'll find that the practice of all reputable book dealers. You see, many people don't wish it generally known that they have large and valuable book collections in their homes. Well, it, it would help me very much if you'd make an exception in this case, uh, Mr. Davis. I'm sorry, Mr. Davis, that's impossible. Now, if you wish, I'll try to secure another stone in Geneva for you. I presume you're a collector? Well, the Bible we're talking about, the one you bought, Mr. Davis, was stolen. Stolen? That's
1: right. The young man you bought it from stole it from his aunt, who was keeping it for me. You see, it originally
6: belonged to my foster father. His name, even Kent, was on the flyleaf. Oh, good gracious. Receiving stolen goods, as you know, is a serious crime. Well, now, Mr. Kent, And if I should prefer charges, you'd be arrested. Now, of course, I'd rather not, but... Now, 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 look here, Mr. Kent. How do I know that you really own the Bible? You, You might be trying to blackmail me.
1: Here are my credentials. Press card. Union card. Police card.
6: If that doesn't satisfy you, call Inspector Henderson at police headquarters and ask him about me. Uh I, uh, I, I believe you, Mr. Kent. Good. Then how about the name of the man who bought the Bible? Uh, no, no I, I can't do that. Uh, though I'll admit I sold the Bible for $750. Quite a high price. You give me a signed receipt, Mr. Kent, and I'll write you a check for the entire amount. No deal, Mr. Davis. I want the name of the man to whom you sold the Bible. But I assure you, you can't get more than $750. I'm it. not interested in what I can get for oh, it. Oh, you want the book back? Is that no, I... I can understand that The Sentimental keepsake All right, I'll do what I can to get it back for you But I'll show you it won't be easy I don't want the book You don't? I want the name of the man to whom you sold it I want his name and his address yes, but, but why? I, I don't understand Well, I... Look, Mr. Davis, I, I can't explain beyond saying that My reasons are of utmost importance to national defense Gracious me Now, will you please give me that information, Mr. Davis? Well, you, you leave me no choice, Mr. Kent What's the man's name? Uh, Halla Richard Haller. Richard Haller, H-A-L-L-E-R? Yes, but I warn you, Mr. Kent, you will find him a very unpleasant customer. His temper is as bad as, uh, as you'd expect from a man with red hair. Well, did you say red hair? Why, why, yes. Does he wear a beard? I do not know? Then he does. A red beard? Very red. He's the man I want. Hey? What's his address? Uh, uh, 16 East Lilac Grove. 16 East Lilac. Thanks, Mr. Davis. This is the break I've been
1: hoping for. <laughs> eyes gleaming with excitement, Clark Kent hurries from the bookshop with the named address of the mysterious red-bearded man who removed the wreckage of the Superman rocket from the old Kent farm. But Kent is in for a startling surprise and the shock of his life. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Learning that a man named Richard Haller is the mysterious red-bearded man who, posing as a junk dealer, removed the wreckage of the Superman rocket from the old Kent farm, Clark Kent hurried to 16 East Lilac Road. Haller's address... As we join him now, he is walking up the quiet, exclusive street lined with handsome town houses. Turning into the walk at number 16 an imposing limestone residence, Kent mounts two shallow stone steps and raises the bronze knocker on the thick, oaken door. But before he can strike the knocker, the door opens.
8: Good evening, Clark. Wh-
1: Lois Lane!
8: In? Well, wh-
6: what are you doing here?
1: thunderstruck, Clark Kent stares at Lois Lane, girl reporter for the Daily Planet, who stands framed in the doorway of Richard Haller's house. Haller is the man Kent believes reconstructed the Superman rocket and is now negotiating for its sale to an unfriendly foreign power. And Lois Lane, Kent's close friend and co-worker, stands in his doorway. What does it mean? We'll know the answer tomorrow, fellows and girls, in a thrilling, suspenseful episode. So be sure to tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 7 of The Secret Rocket on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Hat. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman and his guys of... Kent on the trail of an aerial rocket in which he came to earth from the planet Krypton is about to ring the bell at the home of a man named Richard Haller when suddenly the door opens and Kent receives the shock of his life.
8: Hello, Clark.
1: Lois. Lois Lane.
8: Do you mind backing up a bit so that I can close this door? Thank
1: you.
6: Lois, what
8: what are you doing here? funny. I was about to ask you the same question.
1: Never mind me. Do you know whose house this is? Why, of course. Richard Haller's. Do you mean to tell me you know Haller?
8: Well, it depends, Clark.
1: Lois, stop kidding around. This is serious business. Do you know Haller or don't you?
8: Sorry, Clark. I refuse to answer without advice of counsel.
1: Before we find out who is behind Lois Lane's mysterious behavior, Listen. There's a secret base in the New Mexico desert. At that base, the U.S. Army is testing the famous V-2 rocket. Lots of people know that. Yet who knows what other sensational discoveries they've made to put the United States way ahead in the rocket field. Naturally, the Army isn't telling. Of course not. It's top secret. And it's mighty exciting. And Kellogg's Pep, the super serial, has fixed it so you can get in on the rocket excitement yourself with a sensational hand-sized rocket model. Yes, a J-Rocket. A J-Rocket you can launch yourself to streak into the a brilliant colored GYROCKET almost half a foot long. It comes with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. Plus the GYROCKET itself. Every inch of it means business. The long, sleek body is shaped like a slender bomb, streamlined to cut down air resistance. And the metal propeller on the stern end of the rocket packs it with power. Yes, with a flick of your wrist, you can zoom it into the air, up over the treetops. Don't put it off. Send for your gy- Rocket today, right now. And here's all you do. Send fifteen cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep to Superman. Box one two four New York Eight, New York. Do it today. I'll repeat that. Send a box top from Kellogg's Pep plus fifteen cents a diamond and nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box one two four New York eight, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. <laughs> Now, The Adventures of Superman! Arriving at the palatial metropolis home of Richard Haller, the mysterious red-bearded man he suspects of having some connection with the secret aerial rocket being offered for sale to a foreign power, Clark Kent met Lois Lane, star girl reporter for the Daily Planet, coming out the front door... Now, minutes later, Kent has drawn Lois into the shadow of some trees on the lawn and is continuing his questioning. Lois, don't joke about this. If you know Haller for heaven's sake, tell me. Now,
8: just a minute, Clark. At 10 o'clock this morning after we got the news, newsflash that a federal warrant had been issued for Superman's arrest, you bolted out of the office without telling anyone where you were going or why. And now, 12 hours later, you show up here and start questioning me as though I were a criminal. After all, Clark... the last
1: person
6: I expected to see coming out of Richard Haller's house. The last person... Really? Yes. When that door opened and I saw you, I... I I couldn't believe my eyes. Why not? Because Haller is the most dangerous man in the world.
8: (laughs) Oh, Clark, you killed me. Please, Lois, keep your voice down. Talk about making mountains out of molehills. You make volcanoes out of of puffs of smoke. Oh, I do. do Well, you do. All
6: right, listen. I've been trailing the man who lives in that house ever since I left the office this morning. He's negotiating with a foreign government trying to sell an aerial rocket a hundred times more
1: deadly than the German B-2 rocket. Now, is this one of your usual pipe dreams, Clark? Lois,
8: I happen to know
1: what business Richard Haller is in. Yes, so do I. He poses as a collector of rare books. That's how I traced him. To an old family Bible. You see, Lois, this rocket Haller has is based on the design of the rocket that brought Superman to Earth.
5: What? Yes.
1: That's why the was issued for Superman's arrest. They thought he was somehow connected with it. Now... Clark, if what you're telling me is on the level... Believe me, it is. That's why I was so shocked when I saw you walk out of that door. Now, tell me, how do you happen to know Haller?
8: I don't know him. I came out here on a routine assignment. McGillroy, the editor of the Sunday Magazine section, asked me to interview Haller for a feature story on rare book collecting. Is that the truth? Why, of course. Why should I tell you anything but the truth? Come to think of it, you've got a lot of nerve
1: doubting my word. I'm sorry, Lois. It's just that I'm on edge. I've covered a lot of ground since 10 o'clock this morning. Hey, come on, I'll I'll walk you to the corner and put you in a cab and then come back and I'll have a talk with Haller.
8: A, you're not walking me to the corner. B, you're not putting me and not having a talk with Haller. why not? Because he isn't home. He's out of town. He won't be back for two or three months. Who told you that? His Hindu servant.
6: Well, I'd like to make sure.
8: All right. Go ahead. Make sure, ring the bell and ask him. I'll
2: put you in a cab first.
8: Don't you understand, Clark? I'm not leaving.
4: I'm
1: digging close to you. Now, look. I detect a front-page story. A front-page story? Mm -hmm. Is that all you can think about? Sure. This might end up as a world catastrophe, and you talk about front-page stories. Lois, for once, let me handle this my way, will you? And
8: why is your way any better than my way?
1: Because I know what it's all about. Because I'm closer to it, that's why. Good Lord. Army engineers are working night and day to develop an aerial rocket capable of extended flight at supersonic speed for our defense if we're ever attacked again. So you don't have to lose your temper, Clark. I do have to lose my temper. This isn't a newspaper story, Lois. It's a matter of life or death for millions of people. If this man Howard, All oh,
8: right, all right, calm down. Oh,
1: sometimes I don't understand
8: you, Lois. Well, there are times when I don't understand you either, so we're even. Now, about Howard. Since it is so important, I'm certainly not going to let you tackle it alone. But, now, Lois... Now, don't argue, Clark. If you don't believe Haller isn't home, just ring the bell again and make sure. Come on. Lois, wait. You're not getting rid of me, so don't even try. Come on. Oh, isn't
6: one thing, it's another. What was
8: that? Nothing. Go ahead, ring the bell. What on earth are you staring at? I'm
2: just looking the house over, inside and out.
8: Inside? What have you got, x-ray vision?
6: You'd <laughs> be amazed if I said yes
8: wouldn't you? (laughs) Clark Kent, otherwise known as Superman. Funny, isn't it? Very funny. Are you going to ring the bell, Clark, or not? Yes, but I don't think Haller is home. I told you that five minutes ago, remember? Hold
1: it, hold it. Trouble with you. Who? How do you know? I, I, I can hear his footsteps.
6: (laughs) Good evening. Yes? We'd like to see Mr. Haller, please. Mr. Haller is not at home, sir. He's out of the city. He is not expected to return for two or three months. Oh, well, can you tell us where we can get in touch with him? It's, it's very important. I'm sorry. I do not know where Mr. Haller has gone. That is it all starts... No,
1: wait. Just a moment. Yes? I, uh... You see, I have an extremely rare book I'm interested in selling, but I... Well, I need the money, and I can't possibly wait two or three months. I thought perhaps
6: if there was any way of getting in touch with Mr. Haller that... that... May I inquire your name, please? Uh, Kent. Clark Kent. This young lady is Miss Lane. the presented herself earlier. <laughs> yes. Uh, is there any way of contacting Mr. Haller? I'm sure he wouldn't want to miss this opportunity. The, the
1: book I have to sell is the only one of its kind in the world. Will you step inside, please? Well, yes, certainly.
6: After you, Lois. Thank you. Proceed to the trophy room on your right, please. I will be with you shortly.
3: Thank you.
8: you think he knows where oh, Haller is?
6: No doubt about it.
2: You know, I guess this is the trophy room.
8: You guess? Golly, look at those heads on the wall. A tiger... Oh. And lion, and what's that horrible thing over
6: there? It's a rhinoceros. Haller seems to be a big game hunter as well as a book collector. And a Hold it.
7: I beg your pardon? Uh, yes? would you tell me what rare book you wish
6: to offer, Mr. Haller?
7: Well, I,
1: I'd rather discuss the matter with Mr. Haller directly. I must first know the name of the book, sir. Well, it's, it's a Shakespeare folio, a first folio of one of Shakespeare's plays. It's very rare. And how much are you asking for it? Well, I'm... I'm willing to let Mr. Haller set the price. Do you think you can contact him? I will try.
6: Excuse me. Certainly. I will return shortly. That's all right. Don't hurry. It's quite all right. Oh.
4: He locked the door. Yes, I know. Well, don't just stand there. Do something. Quiet, will you?
1: He's telephoning.
4: Who is? The
1: Hindu. Are you crazy? Please, Lois. I'm trying to hear what he's saying.
8: I have all the ridiculous things in the first place. I don't think you'll you be Please be quiet. No, I won't. And furthermore, no, unless you, you won't tell me... not keep
1: quiet, will me? I'll make you keep quiet. Mm. All right, I've heard enough. Are you... You insolent boar. What right do you have to tap your hand over my mouth? To keep it shut. I had to get some information, and I got it. What information? I know where Richard Haller is. <laughs> Startled, go upstairs at Clark Kent. Unaware that he is, in reality, Superman, who possesses X-ray vision and super hearing, and has pierced the walls of the room in which they're locked... To learn the whereabouts of the mysterious man with the red beard. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Making use of Superman's X-ray vision and super hearing, Clark watched and listened to Richard Haller's Hindu servant make a telephone call in the room adjacent to the big game trophy room in which he and Lois Lane are locked. As we continue now, Kent has just made the statement that he knows where Richard Haller is. And Lois is staring at him in amazement.
8: What did you just say, Clark?
1: I know where Haller is. I heard the Hindu put through a long distance call to What was that? What was
6: what? I heard a peculiar hissing sound. There it is again, hear it? Yes. Where's it coming from? It stopped. Stay where you are,
3: Lois.
8: I'll have a look around. Wait a minute, Clark. I feel strange. What? I I can't
6: can't. Please. I... Lois. Lois, oh, what uh, happened? Great Scotch! she's unconscious.
1: Shocked and alarmed, Clark Kent bends over the limp, unconscious figure of Lois Lane slumped on the floor. What has happened to the girl reporter just as Kent discovered the whereabouts of the mysterious red-bearded Richard Haller? Our story has taken a strange new turn, and even stranger things develop in tomorrow's action-packed episode, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 8 of The Secret Rocket on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you through Friday at the same time, my dog's pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: Behold my
5: process.
0: Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, aha, uh-huh. it's the Loop great subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises and delivery door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original loot crate! Loot crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Calabunga! Through the loot gaming video game box! Woo-hoo! Browsers! With cuts starting as large as a level per month, Those are facts just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it!
1: Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman faces a new development. Still on the trail of Richard Haller, the mysterious red-bearded book collector, believed to have a secret aerial rocket in his possession, he finds himself in his guise of Clark Kent, the big-game trophy room of Haller's metropolis mansion, with Lois Lane, unconscious, on the floor. Lois!
6: Wake up, Lois! She's scarcely breathing, and her pulse is weak. What in heaven's name happened to her? Lois! Lois! Great Scott, she's turning blue! If I don't get her out of here fast, she'll be dead! Oh!
1: What will happen to Lois Lane? We'll know after you hear what's coming next. Think of the spaceships of tomorrow. They'll blast their way upwards so fast that the rocket shell will glow red hot from sheer friction with the atmosphere. Then they'll coast through the interplanetary void. It'll be cold and jet black outside. The only light will be a weird lunar glow. Yes, rocket flight is almost here. And right now, Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, offers you the thrill of launching a terrific rocket model of your own. The Gyrocket writes, A Gyrocket you yourself can send flashing high in the air. A Gyrocket loaded with spine tingling fun. It comes complete with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. The Gyrocket itself has a sleek, business like body of gleaming wood, brilliantly covered, almost half a foot long, and with a metal propeller that packs it with power. Too much power for indoors. Be sure you take it outside. Then, hold it in your hand your arm, and off it zooms, streaking into the sky, up over the treetop. Yes, it's thrill-a-minute fun, so don't delay. This offer is good for a limited time only. Right. Today, send 15 cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, to Superman, Box 124, New York, 8, New York. I'll repeat those instructions. Send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, together with 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed, to Superman, Box 124, New York, 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. A new and secret aerial rocket capable of spanning the Earth and flying at supersonic speed, and supposedly based on the design of the interplanetary rocket that brought Superman from the planet Krypton to the Earth, is said to be in the hands of Richard Haller, a mysterious red-bearded book collector who is offering it for sale to a foreign power. On the trail of Haller and the rocket, Clark Kent and Lois Lane visited Haller's metropolis mansion, where Lois has suddenly collapsed and seems to be turning blue from strangulation. Lifting her in his arms, Kent starts for the door of the room. Suddenly it opens and Haller's Hindu servant enters. Something is wrong, Saab? Out of my way. But, Saab, you cannot leave now. Out of my way, I said. And open the front door. If the system, sir, is ill, I will call a doctor. There isn't time. Are you going to open that front door? Oh, never mind. I'll do it myself. But, Saab... I'll see you again. Saab, come back. I have a message. I'll come back when I'm good and ready. Now I'll just trip down to my Superman outfit before that bird comes poking out here after me. Yeah, this should be as good a place as any behind this bush. I'll just put Lois down for a moment. Better work fast. He looks bad. Here we are. Does it. We're kids fighting for breath. I think maybe the best is to take her up a thousand feet where the air is cooler. As Superman. Up with her. There we are. Now, up and away! Now, let's have a look at her. Ah, she's breathing more easily up here. Thinks I better take her up a little higher. Up! Yes, this cold air seems to be doing the trick. She's not fighting for breath now. Color's better, too. And her pulse mm. is stronger. Uh oh, she's starting to come to. Mm. Better get back down to earth with her and into Clark Kent's clothes before I have a lot of mm. embarrassing questions to answer. I'll get down to that little park. Now! Oh. There we are. just set her down here while I turn into Reporter Kent again.
6: Mm. My shoes. There. Mm. Tie. Uh. And, and that. Uh. Here.
1: Just in time. Ooh. I'm right here, Lois. You feel better? What am I doing
8: here? Where am
6: I? You're in a little park near Haller's house. In, in park? Yes, you fainted, and I brought you out here. Remember?
8: I, I remember feeling dizzy,
1: but... But that all. You say I fainted? Oh, you went out like a light. Good heaven. Here, wait a minute. Let me help you up.
6: Take it easy. Oh. There. Thanks, Clark.
8: You sure you're all right now? Yes. It's a little weak in the knees. that? I can't understand it. I was feeling fine, and then suddenly oh, I... think
1: I... I know what happened. You do? Mm-hmm. What? You remember that hissing sound just before you said you felt dizzy? Hissing sound? Yeah.
8: Oh, yes. What about it?
1: Well, it seemed to come from that mounted tiger's head on Haller's wall. From the tiger's head? Yes. And I thought I saw a fine spray of vapor shoot out of the tiger's mouth. Oh, oh I think... Clark, don't be absurd. I'm not. I think a spray of knockout gas came from that tiger's mouth. Knockout gas? Uh-huh. I have And all I think of... our Hindu friend was responsible, Mr. Richard Haller's servant. He could have released it from the room where he was telephoning. I didn't have time to check, but I'll bet there's a tube running from a gas container to that mounted tiger's head.
8: Wait a minute. If it was gas, why weren't you knocked out, too? Huh?
1: Oh, well, I guess I'm just stronger
8: than you are, Lois. You've also been pipe-cleaning again. Well, now, why should that nice little Hindu try to knock us out?
1: I think he suspected we weren't there to sell a rare book. In fact, I made a bad mistake giving him my right
8: name.
6: Why?
1: Haller knows the name Kent. When the Hindu called him and told him my name, he ordered to give us the gas treatment. I'll bet on it.
8: Well, you may be right. I
1: know I'm right. Now look, Lois. I'm going to take you home and then be on my way.
8: On your way where? To see Haller. Well, isn't that a coincidence? So am I. Now
1: look, Lois, you're still shaky. You Not can't... anymore. And there's a good chance I'll run into trouble. You've already had a sample of Haller's tactics. Uh
8: huh. Now that you've got that off your chest, let's go. But Lois, you're in. I you it... you before, Clark. I'm sticking with you on this. Now, evidently, where were you on the level when you said you knew where Haller was?
1: I know approximately where he is. I heard his servant give the number to the telephone but operator. Well, how
8: could you? He was in another room and the door was closed. I couldn't hear a thing. Now,
1: I've got pretty sharp ears. You must
8: have ears like a cat, for which I'm grateful. Where is our book-collecting friend?
1: It's about 250 miles upstate. Now, I can get there much faster than alone, Lois, so oh. I'll take you home. Uh, huh? How? Oh, well, uh, uh...
8: I thought so. How do we go, by train or car? But,
1: uh... Oh, okay, you win. <laughs> we'll take my car. We can be up there by morning. Good. Let's go. Driving through the night, Kent and Lois Lane reached the little upstate village of Evansville shortly after daybreak. As we join them now, they are in a diner having breakfast, alone except for the proprietor. As he eats, Kent thumbs through the small local telephone directory.
6: Mm -hmm. Any luck, Clark? No, not yet, Osh. 176 is the number, but I don't see
8: it listed here. Well, I hate to be a killjoy, but chances are you didn't even hear the issue clearly.
6: No, I heard him clearly enough. There are a lot of numbers in this little book, though, and we... Oh, oh, wait. It is. 176? That's right. And the name opposite it is
1: Green Acres Green Acres Uh-huh Oh, uh, uh pardon me, Mac uh, Yep More coffee? Oh, no, not just now, thanks Tell me, do you know of a place called Green Acres around here? Uh, Green Acres That's right Do you know what it is? Uh, yeah
8: Can you tell us how to get there?
1: Yeah, it's about six miles out on the old dirt road But I wouldn't go near there if I was you Why not? Ain't healthy, that's why. Really? I don't understand. Not many understands, young fella. Strange things happen out of Green Acres. Oh? Mighty strange things. Like what? Ain't saying. Just take my advice. Stay away. But we've got to go there. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. Looking at one another, Kent and Lois are puzzled and uncertain. Why is the owner of the diner warning them away from Green Acres? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Superman! <laughs> Disregarding the warning of the owner of the diner, Clark Kent and Lois Lane drove out of Evansville on an old dirt road. Then, directed by a faded sign almost hidden by underbrush which read Green Acres, Kent turned off into a narrow, rutted lane curving through deep woods. As we join them now, the lane has come to an abrupt end, and the two reporters have stepped out of their car. All about walking them are tall trees, which, despite the bright sun high overhead, makes the woods a place of shadowy gloom. Now what, Clark? I don't know. That sign pointed this way, but... We seem to have reached a dead end A very creepy dead end, if you ask me Creepy? Well, yes
8: You notice how quiet these woods are? We hardly even hear a bird I don't like this place
1: Oh, you let that fellow in the diner give you the jitters
8: No, no, it's the place There's a a strange feeling about it
6: Let's go back to the road and get better directions Just a minute, Lois Oh, here we are here we are where? Well, there's a trail behind those fallen trees. Right over here. You yeah, see? Well, yes, but it runs downhill through the woods and Lois!
8: Don't shout like
6: that. For heaven's sake, what is it? The trail's getting warm.
8: Follow me. hi well, I I can't see a thing.
1: What's what's all the excitement? In a few minutes, you'll see plenty. Come on. Caught up by Kent's excitement, Lois Lane follows after him, a momentary uneasiness forgotten. The winding half-hidden trail demands all her attention, and the noise of their steps in the brush hides from Kent's sharp ears, but they might otherwise have perceived. A slight rustling sound above and behind Lois. Through the lower branches of two trees on either side of the trail, a pair of lean, strangely spotted animals are watching Lois's approach. Their gleaming yellow eyes fastening on her back as she passes beneath them. Then as she pauses to climb over a log lying across the trail, the two spotted creatures in the trees above and behind her suddenly coiled to spring. Lois is in deadly peril as Clark Kent strides ahead unaware of her danger. What will happen? What are these strange creatures? And is this why the owner of the diner warned them away? Greeniggers, Gang, there's a thrill minute in it tomorrow's 10th exciting episode as Superman battles for Lois's life. So don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 9 of The Secret Rocket on the adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Path. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's the Sunshine Serial.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, Superman! Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents... The Adventures of
7: Superman! <laughs>
1: Today, Superman as Clark Kent and Lois Lane have arrived at Green Acres in search of a secret aerial rocket. Sensing great danger, Kent tries to send Lois back to Metropolis. You'd better take the car and drive back to town, Lois. This place is dangerous. No more
8: dangerous for me than it is for you. Yes, it is. If necessary, I can... You can what? Well, Wave a magic wand and turn into Superman? That amuses you, doesn't it? Now, please, Clark, let's not discuss it. I've come this far and I am not turning back now. Yeah,
1: all right. But I'm warning you... Even with Superman's help, you may never get out of these woods alive. Is it life or death for Lois Lane? We'll know right after what's coming next. Spaceship now leaving from Tower 3. Rocket Express for Saturn with stops at Mars and Jupiter. All visitors will please leave the launching tower for... That's a short preview of a rocket terminal of the future. And not so far in the future either. Rocket flight is just around the corner. Right. But now Kellogg's Pelt, the super cereal, offers you a terrific hand-sized rocket model, the Gyrocket. A giant rocket you can send streaking into the air, up over the treetops. The gyrocket rocket itself is sleek and businesslike, with its streamlined body brilliantly colored, almost half a foot long, plus a steel propeller at the stern that packs rotational thrust. And the gyrocket rocket comes complete with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. Right. You hold it in your hand, flick your arm, and off it zoom, flashing into the sky. Every launching's a new thrill. Now be sure you send for your gyrocket right away. Get yours while the getting's new. Good. For each gyrocket you want, send 15 cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, plus 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, Superman believes that a mysterious red-bearded man named Richard Haller has gained possession of the wrecked aerial rocket in which the Man of Steel came to Earth from the planet Krypton many years ago. Further, he suspects that Haller has been able to reconstruct the amazing rocket and is negotiating for its sale to a foreign power, Tracing Haller far upstate, Superman and his guys at Clark Kent and Lois Lane, girl reporter, were following a winding foot trail through deep woods. When suddenly, Kent spied two large, tawny, strangely spotted creatures, crouching half-hidden on the lower limbs of the trees adjoining the trail. Their haunches coiled and prepared to spring. At that instant, a horrible question flashed through Clark Kent's mind.
5: How can I save Lois without revealing that I'm
1: Superman? But even as the question flashes through his mind, the answer races with it, and he leaps into action, swifter than the human eye can follow, swifter than the spotted killers. There's a blur through the air as he lands beside Lois. One hand sweeps her flat on the ground, stunning her, and with the same motion, he turns to face the snarling creature crackling down on him, hatching. Mid-air and plucking his steel fingers in the thick part of their throats, It holds them aloft, oblivious of their sharp, slashing fangs and great, ripping claws. Then, swiftly, the furious beasts snarl and roar their rage. The man's steel crushes the breath out of them, he feels the vicious, tawny bodies go limp and lifeless in his hands. Then, with a the mighty heave, he hurls them high over the towering trees and far into the woods. Once again, the woods are silent, save for the lone chirping of a bird off in the distance. Then, Kent steps to Lois's side as the girl reporter rises unsteadily to her feet. Stazed she stares back fearfully at the empty trails, her eyes bright with
6: nameless terror. Clark, What happened? Well, you, you took a bad spill climbing over that log. No,
8: the, the, there was something else. I saw two animals leap out of the trees. They were spotted. Yellow and, and black. Just take it
6: easy, Lois. You'll be all right. I tell you,
8: I did see them. They looked like... like... I know... They were cheetahs. Oh. They use them for hunting in India, they do. They look like something, they look something like leopards.
1: We're a long way from India.
8: They had collars around their necks and, and you were fighting with them. God, what am I talking about?
1: You all sound so crazy. Sure, the chances are you blacked out for a moment when you fell.
8: Yes, of course. I'm sorry. I guess I'll be seeing pink elephants next. Oh.
1: Look, Lois, why don't you go back to the car, huh? This is really no place for you. Now,
8: stop it, Clark. I'm all right now. Let's go. How much farther, Clark? These shoes weren't made for
1: hiking in the woods. Okay, hold up. I can see it from here. See what? Look down that little
6: hill to your left. Here, wait, I'll spread the bushes apart. There. See it?
4: Well, I
8: I see a little farm hemmed in by the woods and several men... Big man. He has a red beard.
1: Richard Haller. Now, our problem is... Great Scott. Clark, you frighten me. The rocket. The original Superman rocket. It's in the barn to the right of the farmhouse in a concrete pit
6: under the floor. What
1: are you talking about?
8: Clark,
6: stop staring. Yes, it's the original rocket, and it's been reconstructed. We got here just in time. In time for what? Look, look at
1: Haller. See what he's carrying? No, I, I, I can't tell from here. What is it? A small model of the super rocket. He's going to launch it.
8: There it goes. <gasps> Good
5: heaven. Look at that. Shoot
1: up. Colonel Reed and the FBI were right. Haller knows the secret. That model's traveling at amazing speed. Where is it? I can't see it anymore. It's above the clouds leveling off. Lois. Yes? Get back to the car as fast as you can. Drive back into town and call Colonel Reed in Washington. No, no, no. Better yet, call Miller at the FBI. Tell him what we've seen. Carlos, look. Look, the rocket is coming down. Colonel Scott, it's on fire. They don't know the
8: secret. They've done something wrong. It's going to land right near us. What do we do? Get down and explode. Here it comes. Oh, Clark, I'm afraid. Don't move. Good ah,
1: heaven. Well, it's the end of that model. Come on, let's get a look at the fragments. No, no, wait a minute. The this gang are coming up the hill. Duck behind these bushes. Don't move or bustle.
3: Stupid, ignorant fools. A fine man you be a thief. I risk everything to bring the agent out here to witness the demonstration of the rocket. And what happens? It catches fire two minutes after we launch. You're right, Clark. He is negotiating with a fire. Look at, fire. at it. Oh, what's left of it. Well, haven't you anything to say? Yeah, I, I do not understand. A fine answer. A fine answer from the man who supposedly designed the German B-2 rocket. I did, I did. And, and what about you, Bob? An expert on aerodynamics. I gave you the original Superman rocket. I gave you unlimited funds. And this is what you turn. up. Something went wrong, Mr. Hall. I don't need you to tell me that. Now, the point is, what do you propose to do? We must examine again the uh, original Superman rocket. You've been examining it for months. Uh, Only with the next... I, at this time, you will be more thorough. I have in Metropolis a special X-ray machine I invented in Germany. I will go at once and return with it by morning. We will take X-ray pictures of the original rocket. Perhaps there is something in the structure of the steel, something in the design of the fuel chamber, that uh, we have not seen. What do you think, Barton? Sounds like a good idea. We should have thought of it a long time ago. All right. I'll try to keep the agent here until tomorrow. But don't fail this time. If you do, well, just don't. Come on. God,
8: oh, this is incredible.
1: That man, power is a demon. Worse than that. He's the most dangerous man in the world. But we'll clip his wings. How? They won't take any x-ray pictures of the original Superman rocket. Why not? The moment it gets dark. We're going down there to get that rocket. Before morning, it'll be in the hands of the War Department. <laughs> Determined once and for all to put an end to Richard Haller's attempt to design and build an aerial rocket capable of worldwide destruction, Clark Kent makes daring plans. Unaware that in his role as Superman, he is about to face the most important decision of his entire career. night has fallen and the woods in which Lois Lane and Clark Kent have been hiding are cloaked in somber darkness. Stealing quietly along the narrow trail, they reach the barn adjacent to the isolated farmhouse Richard Haller has evidently been using as his headquarters. Entering the barn, Kent lifts a long, heavy trap door on the barn floor and descends six steps down into a... Concrete pit, Lois following carrying a thin beam fountain pen flashlight. At the bottom of the concrete pit is a large cigar shaped object equipped with metal fins and a curious propeller. Gibb points to it as Lois plays a flashlight over its steel sides.
6: There it is, Lois. The original rocket that brought Superman to Earth. Are you sure God? that? rocket traveled millions of miles through space carrying an infant child. It could have done the same thing with high explosives or atomic bombs. Do you know what that could mean? Yes it's
8: frightening me to think that a man like Haller has got possession. I know. There's, there's only one thing. What? Well, why? I, if he had the Superman rocket all this time and could copy the design, did that little model we saw in test catch fire and crash?
6: Now, his so-called rocket expert made one mistake. What was that? Mistake incidentally they'll discover the minute they take X-ray pictures of this rocket. I know now where they went wrong. Yes, even see, the nose of the rocket looks like...
3: Who turned the lights on? I did, young man. How? Oh, Joe, cover them from here. Nick, you take the other side. The rest of you surround the opening of the floor. The same Uber must have let them have it. Right. Okay. Yeah, so we caught ourselves a couple of spies. Now, just a minute. I, I can explain everything. You know what happens to spies when they're caught, don't you? Caught? In, you. in case you don't, you're going to find out
1: Right now. <laughs> After the concrete pit, Clark Kent and Lois Lane look up into the now brightly lit barn and into the ugly, leering faces of red-bearded Richard Haller and a dozen of his henchmen, all armed with guns. As we know, Clark Kent is Superman, but how can he possibly go into action in a room blazing with light without feeling his double identity? While it may be true that the gleaming blue steel automatics pointing down into the pit are no threat against him, they are a deadly threat against Lois Lane. And to a man like Richard Haller, other people's lives are cheap. Tomorrow, gang, faced with sacrificing Lois or revealing the closely guarded secret that Clark Kent is Superman, Kent makes the only possible choice. What is it? Don't miss tomorrow's episode, whatever you do. Nothing like this has ever happened to Superman before. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 10 of The Secret Rocket on The Adventures of Superman. <laughs> Remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. (laughs) Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Presents, The Adventures of Superman. Today, trapped in a concrete pit, Superman and his guys of Clark Kent. And Lois Lane, girl reporter, hear Richard Haller pronounce their death sentence. You know what happens to spies who allow themselves to be caught, don't you? Clark, easy, Lois. But in case you don't, you're going to find out right now. Before we find out, where do you get a load of this? Just think, in a spaceship to the future you'll roar right out past the Earth's gravitational field. Then what'll it be like to move around inside your rocket? Well, you'll probably have to pull yourself along. And if you step a foot off the floor, you'll stay there, because there'll be no gravity to pull you down again. Correct. Make your spine tingle just to think of it. It's a fact. And right now, Kellogg's Pep, the super serial, brings you a terrific rocket model of your own. The Gyrocket. Yes, a gyrocket you launch right from your hand and send flashing high into the sky. This gyrocket is slim and sleek, business-like the last inch shaped of brilliantly colored wood, almost half a foot long. And the steel propeller at the stern gives it maximum power. Right. And launching your gyrockets a cinch. Because with it, you get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You just flick your arm and off it streaks up over the treetops. Now, don't miss out. To get your gyrocket, mail 15 cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep. To Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can't buy this jacket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep. Together with 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. (laughs) Discovering the height of Richard Haller, the mysterious red-bearded book collector who managed to get possession of the original aerial rocket in which Superman came to Earth... Bart Kent and Lois Lane waited until nightfall, and then slipped into Haller's barn. Where, in a concrete pit beneath the floor, they found the Superman rocket. But a moment later, as they were examining it, the barn suddenly blazed with light, and a dozen hard-faced men, including Haller, lined the open trap door and pointed guns down into the pit. What do you say, boss? Well, let them have it. Wait a minute. I want to ask them something first. You've already asked us. Yes, we know what happens to spies. We're not spies. We're newspaper reporters. We lost our way in the woods. So you broke into this barn and climbed down into that pit looking for a
3: road map. Is that it? No. That's not it. I didn't think so. Your name is Clark Kent and the girl's name is Lois Lane. You visited my house in Metropolis last night, posing as rare book dealers. Somehow you learned where to find me. You came up here looking for a big story. Or is that all? You seem to know all the answers. I make it my business to learn the answers, Mr. Kent. I find it very profitable. One more question. Just before I turned the lights on, I overheard you tell Miss Lane that we had made one mistake in designing the model of the Superman rocket. What was that mistake? I'm a newspaper reporter, not a rocket designer. What would I know about rockets? The son of even Kent, you might know a great deal. Clark, what is he talking about? Mr. Kent knows what I'm talking about, girlie.
1: Well, what was the mistake? Don't waste your breath, Haller. Even if I did know, the last person in the world I'd tell would be a traitor to his country. A man who's willing to sell out humanity for a price... You? So that's the way you feel about it. That's exactly the way. All right, boys, let him have it. Come on. Moving with the speed of light, 10 feet, Lois off her feet and behind the protective straw of the superman rocket, A deadly steel-jacketed bullets smash into the sides of the concrete pit. Shielding the terrified girl reporter with his body, And hears the bull-like voice of Haller echo through the barn and furious rage. Catch yes. yes. awesome. them! Awesome. Like fiery hailstones, bullets pour from the flaming muscles of a dozen automatics, some flattening against the concrete walls and pit, and others ricocheting wildly off the steel hell of the rocket. Hidden under the rocket and protected by Kent's invulnerable body, Lois, for the moment, is safe. But as Kent well knows, it may only be for a moment.
5: Why don't you get them? They're under the rocket.
3: Hold it. Follow me. If we can't get them from here, we'll go down into the pit coming in. Right, Don't worry.
8: Everything's going to be all right. Oh, no, we haven't got a chance. Let them come.
1: They're going to be in for a surprise, and so are you. The surprise of your life. Forced to make a choice between saving Lois from instant death at the hands of Haller's gunman or revealing the long-guarded secret Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person, Kent takes the only possible course. Quickly, he strips off his jacket. Clark, what are you doing? Ready for Haller and his killers? Here. Hold this glass. Well, you're out of your mind. They've got guns. Won't matter once I get this shirt off. All, All right, boys. Come to mouth. Sitting blue flame, the automatics in the hands of Howard's men send a hail of deadly whining bullets to the now unprotected spots where Lois Lane, terror stricken, crouches behind Clark Kent, expecting each moment to be her last. Kent moves from side to side, protecting her against the death dealing steel jacketed slugs. Then suddenly, the strange and mysterious hand of fate enters. A, picture. a bullet from one of the automatics strikes the concrete wall of the pit and glancing off smashes into a metal barrel of high octane gasoline. There's a deep muffled explosion, and almost instantly the pit is a flame inferno. What? what happened? A barrel of gasoline exploded. This barrel it. We can't get out yeah, oh. a jacket around your head. Hurry!
5: Burn oh. Don't
1: say things like that. I can't burn. Mrs. Ogun Let me out of here in a minute. All right, keep that jacket on your head. Lois. Uh. Oh, the poor kid, she passed out. Well, maybe it's better that way. Now I can handle matters. That's Superman. Up with her. There. Now, out and away. (laughs) Adeling the now-unconscious girl reporter in his powerful arms, Superman streaks through the roaring fire and blinding black smoke and flashes through the open barn doors above the heads of Richard Haller's panic-stricken gunmen, who claw at one another in attempting to escape the deadly inferno. A moment later, he hovers in curious flight high in the starry sky. Now to get this jacket off Lois's head. There. She ought to be all right in a moment now. Then I can drop down on Mr. Haller again. Lois. Hey, that's funny. She's limp as a rag and her hands are ice cold. Hey, Scott, her pulse is weak. I'd better not take any chances. Better get her to a doctor fast. Must be one in the village. Away! You're sure Miss Lane's going to be all right, Doctor? Quite sure, Superman. She evidently inhaled some burning gasoline fumes and became partially asphyxiated. Fortunately, you've got her here in time. Good. I've given her some oxygen and a sedative. I'd leave her here if I were you, certainly until morning. Oh, I'll well, be glad to, doctor, if it isn't too much trouble. No trouble at all. In fact, I'm quite proud to be able to do something for the superman. Well, thank you. I've got to leave now. And well, you go right ahead. And don't you worry about the young lady. Thanks again, doctor. Oh, yes, one thing. W- would you please tell Miss Lane that Clark Kent is all right? Tell her he uh, escaped without injury. Be glad to. Good night. Thanks for everything. You're more than welcome. Good night. Now oh, to get back to Richard Haller and his gang. Up and away! There's Haller's place in that clearing. Oh, great Scott! The barn burned to the ground and the rocket it's completely destroyed. Everyone's gone. Haller and his thugs all of them. The place is deserted. No, oh, wait. There's someone in the farmhouse. It's Haller himself. He's all alone. He seems to be waiting for someone.
5: Down. Down.
1: Superman is right. Richard Haller is waiting for someone. He's waiting for Superman. Because Richard Haller believes he has a weapon against which Superman cannot fight. Returning to the scene of the gasoline explosion, Superman finds the barn at Richard Haller's hideout reduced to ashes. And the Superman rocket totally destroyed. But Haller himself, red-bearded and mysterious waiting alone in the living room of the farmhouse. He rises and smiles as Superman enters and closes the door behind him. Rather thought you'd be back. Too late for the rocket, though. But not too late for you. You're not interested in me? Now that the original rocket's gone good, I'm not very important to you or anyone else, am I? You may be very important to the FBI and the War Department. Just a minute. You don't think I waited here for you to be taken to the FBI? Hardly. I don't care why you waited. All I know. Before you tell me what you know, I'd better tell you what I know. And I assure you, my information is much more startling than yours. Much more. Look, Haller, I'm not interested in making conversation with you. Save all this beautiful chatter for the FBI and the War Department. You're not taking me to the FBI or anywhere else. Oh, no. Who's going to stop me? I have a little weapon. A very interesting little weapon. Don't make me laugh. You won't laugh. Believe me. All right, I've had enough of this. Let's go. Next stop, Washington. Not so fast. Mr. Kent What did you say?
3: That's my little weapon I have evidence and proof that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person
1: I keep that secret I can tell it to the world Take your choice beyond belief Superman stares at Richard Haller in speechless amazement Sick, empty feeling at the pit of his stomach In his heart of hearts, he realizes that the red-bearded Haller Has somehow stumbled on the only weapon That could be used against him the secret of his double identity knowledge that Clark Kent is Superman Because once he is revealed as Superman Clark Kent can no longer be effective as a champion of justice For a fleeting moment a wild and daring thought flashes through his mind He's alone with Haller In an instant he could crush the slimy red-bearded enemy of decency And end forever Haller's threat against humanity and himself But that would be murder Cold-blooded murder What can Superman do? What would you do? Gang, don't miss Monday's episode for the thrill of your life. Nothing like this has ever happened to Superman before, and you'll want to hear what decision he makes. So tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of The Secret Rocket on the Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Tap. For excitement, the Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC comic magazines, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts, or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.